Okay, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Innovations in Education, eSchool News' podcast on the latest and greatest happenings in EdTech in K-12 education this week. I'm Kevin Hogan, and I'm glad you found us. On this episode, we look at the number one issue hitting the top stories of eSchool News this week, namely the problem with teachers. No, not teachers themselves, but the lack of them and how that shortage continues to hurt student performance. First off, Evan Erdberg, he's the president and founder of Proximity Learning, makes an argument for the use of virtual instruction to solve this nationwide crisis. His article is called Schools Amplify Inequity with Failed Solutions to Teacher Shortage. And you can find it up on the top stories at eSchool News this week. He describes a number of ways in which schools are doing it wrong and suggests some ways to do it right. Here are two examples of going virtual. First, the positive aspects of geography and location. Almost a quarter, 21.8% of schools surveyed by AAEE cited their undesirable location and demographics as a reason for their difficulty in hiring teachers. For virtual teachers, this is a non-issue. They can provide instruction from anywhere in the United States. Moreover, they can move between schools and districts freely. Secondly, qualifications. Again, the AAEE survey found that almost a third of districts hired teachers who did not have traditional preparation because of a shortage of education majors in colleges. Virtual teaching allows schools to draw from a national pool of qualified candidates rather than being limited to the area around them. Schools could even choose teachers with expertise outside the school's usual curriculums, which would give students expanded access to elective courses. So pretty strong arguments here. Also seem, though, there are some obstacles to traditional things like certifications. And also, you know, we have the ongoing argument of in-person versus remote and how that's effective. But I think Mr. Erdberg's remarks here are cause for consideration. Next, Dr. Janet Wilson. She's the Senior Vice President for District Solutions at Litera Education pens an essay this week called Transforming Summer School with High Dosage Tutoring. She points to analysis by the consulting firm McKinsey that found that at the end of the 2021 school year, elementary age students were months behind where students of like age had been before the pandemic, an average of four months further behind in reading and five months in math. With those averages, stubborn achievement gaps between racial and income groups have also expanded meaning that children who are least able to access traditional summer school in order to catch up are the ones who really need it the most. The answer, she writes, remote tutoring. Here's a snippet. For many districts, the solution to this dual challenge, urgent need and lack of convenient access, will lie not in a sleepy summer morning classroom, but in high dosage tutoring, frequent individualized instruction, face-to-face, between a teacher, the same one every time, and no more than three students. The model is equally engaging in person or remotely, provided that real-time audio and video allow face-to-face interaction. The opportunity to provide instruction remotely makes it far more likely that a district's own teachers will be interested in participating and that students can attend consistently. It also has the significant benefit of giving tutored students a meaningful relationship with a caring adult. 
Uh, some pretty insightful uh, comments here. Also have noticed as a trend that the idea of remote tutoring, not only with instructors, but say with college students who might be able to reach out and connect with middle schoolers who are struggling with their algebra and who might not have a person at home that can guide them as a real benefit that we found during the pandemic. Not to be outdone, Kate Walker, CEO of Presence Learning, points out that the shortages go beyond just instructors. Her story is titled, How Staff Absences Impact Educator Burnout. She writes, a newer focus is emerging on the impact that absences of staff are having on colleagues working in the school. This is an essential area to address before we reach a solution where the absence or resignation of some leads to the burnout of those who are asked to cover those gaps. Absence rates among teachers have historically tracked high at 5% relative to a 3% absence rate for the U.S. workforce and a 2.3% absence rate for other public sector workers. Throughout the pandemic, staff absences have spiked, at times leading schools to close or temporarily shift to remote learning because they cannot secure sufficient staff to cover those buildings. She goes on. This is one area where schools leverage teletherapy to ensure coverage without adding burden to their own staff. Plugging in an additional teletherapy resource makes someone available in a flexible way. They can cover needs across multiple school sites and be on call when unanticipated needs arise. For the school districts that Walker works with, requests for coverage for staff leaves of absence across teams of counselors, speech pathologists, and occupational therapists have doubled versus prior years, obviously because of COVID, uh, and that this solution is one which will keep the staff and faculty that they still have happy as they can be. And finally, Nioka McCoy, Senior Vice President and Chief Academic Officer at Stride, predicts how online certifications of teachers is going to be the silver bullet to making remote teaching and learning standard state. She mentioned this in a recent webinar we had called Gauging the Impact of Personalized Learning. You can find it in the webinar tab on eschoolnews.com. Here's the snippet. What does your crystal ball look like for the next three to five years? Online learning, I think, is going to be, is here, it's here to stay. I don't think that's going to change, whether it's a hybrid model or a fully online model. I think that online option and the way that we do things overall is going to change, but I think that that's also going to impact how we hire, right? So we're, we're no longer looking for that teacher that can deliver instruction in the building, that face-to-face, you know, you're looking for an edutainer. You need somebody that's gonna be able to entertain students online. It's a very different platform. You're competing with the we and everything else, you know, Call of Duty and everything else that's happening in your home. So teachers have to be edutators. They have to be able to get students to come back and forth into the classroom. So I think the way that we hire is gonna be different. And I think certifications are gonna change as well. The way that teachers are certified, you know, Bill talked about how there's all these strict rules. You have to be certified, you know, certification is the same way. Certified in your state by a specific grade level. I think all of that is going to change, especially with the hiring in the pandemic. It's hard to get teachers, but to be able to have teachers across states deliver a lessons and instruction across states within districts and be able to share that resource. I think that that's going to change in the next few years as well. Well, it's, it's all great stuff. And uh, really, I mean, just fodder for for further conversations throughout the year. So that about wraps it up for this episode. 
Be sure to check back on eschoolnews.com for all the latest and greatest news and analysis for what's happening in the EdTech space. eSchool News is always free and always trying to help innovative educators just like you. Until next time, I'm Kevin Hogan for eSchool News.